after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Evans is here Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are alongside them And Stevie Smith Former Kilmarnock and Rangers defenders Been watching games uh, At Celtic Against Kilmarnock So get your calls in We're here until 6 o'clock One hour For you to get all your thoughts across On 0141 951 And we are on Twitter At Clyde SSB A potentially huge day In the title race Another point swing In favour of Celtic They've now played 28 games And have 76 points on the board Rangers do have a game in hand Played 27 But they are on 64 points 12 points behind A long, long road back Hugh Evans. Yeah um, Too far a road to travel When you're not playing well I have to underline the point They've lost 10 points Since we back to playing football After the winter break They're not losing 10 points to teams even in the top six One of the teams Aberdeen Is in the top six The rest Hearts are bottom of the league And were bottom of the league When Rangers lost to them And Kilmarnock uh, And St Johnston Both in the bottom six So How do you build a case For Rangers being champions When you have that evidence to consider uh, Stevie Smith At Celtic Park You gave your Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Man of the Match To Callum McGregor, he of course had the captain's armband on today In the absence of Scott Brown As influential as he is Are Celtic just at such a, a level at the moment That they don't miss him in games like this? I think that's the, that's the key point I think they've got options I think they've got players that are flexible That can play in a number of positions When you look at Callum McGregor I think when Scott Brown plays He, he tends to take up that more attacking role Whereas today he was sitting deeper um, You're bringing El Yunusi off the bench Who's flexible um, Ryan Christie's playing further forward So I think they've just got so many options In, in midfield areas and attacking areas That they're a real threat no matter who plays Yeah and the, the sort of spread of goals The contribution as well it, But it's also spearheaded by a striker Who's banging form Stevie I mean you've got That's Eddard up to 26 for the season but now you've got Christopher Iyer scoring you know, for the second game in succession Various other players across it Just from, from 1 to 11 and beyond There's a real contribution at the moment There isn't even, There was points in, even in the second half I mentioned it became more like a training match Where you had Julian playing the ball wide to one of the wing backs And then he was attacking the box like a striker And sometimes he was, he was staying up there um, That's how dominant Celtic were And you had Christopher Iyer doing the same So when you've got that options and you've got players That are contributing for set pieces Your centre backs and you've got goals from all over the pitch It's always a massive help I mean, Hugh Evans, you, you're a long-time critic of Celtic's chances of scoring from a set-piece with yeah. their big defenders. They're doing it now. I, I actually think you have pep-talked them into it. Yeah, I've, I've done a Christian Doidge on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think back to uh, Christopher Julien when uh, Celtic last met Kilmarnock after the winter break and it was a Julien header uh, that helped Celtic win 3-1 there. This is the whole point about Celtic. They have... Now got that ability from set pieces. They now have that double act up front in uh, Edward and uh, Lee Griffiths. Uh, they have the phenomenal Fraser Forster in goal. And against Clyde and Partick Thistle in the cup, uh, in all of the league matches that they have played, Celtic have brought their qualities to the forefront and have not lost any league points or either of the cup ties at the same time Rangers have stuttered and stumbled and dropped 10 points and that's why I say 
How is anyone supposed to make a case out for Rangers we'll as champions? We've highlighted today about Scott Brown being missing from Celtic and it didn't make a difference. But for me as well, you look at Forrest. How big a player is he for Celtic? Wasn't playing. And Cham, since he's come back in January from the winter break, has been in terrific form. You look at their bench. You look at the competition. So this Celtic team can afford to miss someone that, with the quality of Brown and Cham and Forrest and still go and win games comfortably. And f- for what it's worth, and I don't mean this is not meant to take anything away from Celtic, but that's kind of how it should be, Mark. They, with a squad. Yeah, that's the yeah, point. Yeah, they, yeah. they get the most money to assemble these squads yeah. and they win all the trophies and, and they deserve it. They, they make their money. They're allowed to spend, but you know, Celtic should be able to do it without be. players yeah, against. Come some, on. Uh, sometimes it doesn't always work like that. You know, you get a squad and you get a player who's not played for a wee bit and he comes in and he's rusty. I think these guys who Neil Lennon uh, are bringing in, you know, and, and rotating from time to time, they're all hungry and they're all contributing in some way. Uh, you know, even the variety. Uh, a goals and goal scorer Celtic have got now is incredible. Yeah. You know the goal they scored last week to win the game with Ayer from right back is so different from the goal they scored for a set piece a day. Is different from the goals that they scored at Motherwell from free kicks and free throwing play. You know they don't rely on one area to get their results. It can come at any given time, and it's a real strength of this Celtic team. And it, like I say, everyone's contributing when they get in the team. These players are taking their chances with Rangers. It doesn't quite seem that way When guys are getting a chance They aren't stepping up to the plate Stevie How much does mentality come into it? People keep mentioning it But it's a difficult one Because you can't really measure it It's just You know It's a feeling people have But I mean you've watched Celtic today Going behind But I guess always believing That that they can come back And win the game Flip that Round for for Rangers At McDermott Park They go in front And yet you don't get the belief That they can hang on to a lead For me it's always a a key part of being a player at the old firm, you have to have that mentality and I think there's a lot more to being a player at one of these big clubs than the European games and, and the old firm games which are really important but there's other games that really test you when you go to the time castle and it's an early kick-off and the atmosphere's up and the players are up or you go to Rugby Park you need to play in the Astro on a Wednesday night when the, the Commandlet fans are at it, it's, it's difficult so I think it's okay when we turn up in the, the big games, I always think they take care of themselves but I think you learn a lot about being an old firm player when you have to deal with the other side of it, the, the McDermott Park when the conditions aren't great or Celtic last week when they found a way to win at Pataudry when the conditions weren't ideal um, I think both managers learn a lot about these players in these circumstances and again it's people think it's easy sometimes when you should just rock up to McDermott Park and win they make it difficult for you um, they're good professionals they're going to work hard they're going to put you under pressure and, and that's part and parcel of being a player at one of these big clubs you have to deal with it and you don't get the, the fortune of having, having excuses Yep, it has been quite the day Rangers went to McDermott Park they fell behind they got themselves back in front it looked like um, they would do their part of the deal this afternoon but a late Stevie Magel cancelled things out in that one at that very moment Eamon Brophy put Celtic in front of you yeah. and then Celtic rallied round 1-3-1 against Kilmarnock for the third time this season and it sort of sums up how they go about these types of domestic fixtures Kilmarnock are decent they'll make life difficult yeah. for you but ultimately Celtic are not wavering I would draw attention to next Wednesday when uh, Neil Lennon will celebrate one year in the job of Celtic manager. He came in at the most difficult of times when uh, people required the day off work because Brendan Rodgers had gone to Leicester City and uh, anxiety attacks were prevalent all over the city. Neil Lennon, in that 12-month period, has won all three major trophies and must take 
a lot of the credit for what has gone on at Celtic Park. Rangers fans, where did it go wrong today? Where has it gone wrong in the title race? And the opposite for you Celtic fans Where did it go right today? Where is it going right in the title race? 01419511025 John in Drimmon, take us away Hi, I'd like to speak to Hugh, panel Oh, he's listening, don't I you worry At the start of the season I said to Hugh that I felt that Celtic would win the league this year With more points than we did last year And I thought that Rangers' best chance of winning anything was last year And... Hugh said that it'd be tighter this season. I came back home after Celtic beat Rangers at Ibrox 2 nothing, and Hugh said I was just gloating and nothing would be settled until the end of the season. So, getting Rangers the game in Hon, I reckon, will be nine points clear and even more by the end of the season. Does Hugh now believe what I was saying is true, or does he want me to come on at the end of the season and gloat? Oh, you're gloating now So fill your boots I'm not bothered either way uh, You know Celtic It's more than Having a dig at me You should be praising your team Never mind me uh, What was the gap between Celtic and Rangers Last season John? They won it by nine points Right So you're saying they'll win it by more than nine points This season Absolutely Right Well that, that may very well be the case But We'll need to wait Until the final sums are done But they will win the league I know that sure That's two of us who know it then <laughs> What did you make What did you make of today then John? How significant a day Well maybe it wasn't a significant day then Because you've known it all along But to some of us it felt significant I've always felt it I've always I've always felt that Rangers best chance was last season When we were at our best We still won the treble and with the way Lennon's got about the team and strengthened the team, and even in January there we were strengthened the team, I think we can have as many titles as we want. Um, Rangers is, is not going to have any money after next year, I don't think. John, I'll pick up on a point. You say strengthen the team in January. I don't think you did strengthen the team. I know you signed two players, but they're not really involved, and I don't see them being involved. I know Klamala was on the bench today, but he never even got on. Uh, it looks like Bio's in front of him just now One for the future I just think the, the turning point as well for Celtic The big plus I think the form of Encham Since the, the, the you know January And I think getting Griffiths back And getting that formation with two strikers up top Put the fear of death into defenders And I think that's been so successful Stevie Smith you watched Celtic today How much has that shape change Following the defeat against Rangers How much has that to, you know, played a part in, in Celtic's resurgence after the break. I think you only have to look at the results to, to see how big a part it's played. Um, but I think again, I, I mentioned the word flexible before when I spoke about the players. I think there was point a point last week at, at Petodre where Romneil Lennon changed it back to a back four, and you end up with Christopher Ayer at right back. And I think he changed it again midweek for the European game. So I think it's a Celtic team again that's that's flexible, and you've got players that are comfortable playing in a number of positions. But I think that the key change did come at the, the the turn of that winter break after the winter break where they went to the three five two and. You might you get Griffiths and Edward up front who are who are goal scorers and a real threat. How much is Edward taking your praise for this form, John? There's clearly a lot of people contributing. There has to be to go on a run like this, but that's him up to twenty six for the season. Just how impressed have you been with him? Ah, he's phenomenal, absolutely. But it's a, a team a team effort. Without a doubt, it's a team effort. And I think we're playing exceptionally well and I think we could have went to another gear than the day. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all in Celtic's favour and uh, Stephen Gerrard and Rangers are under the cosh. Uh, Celtic, you can only offer them 100% credit. Uh, they haven't lost a cup game, haven't lost a league game since they come back from the, the winter break. Rangers, by contrast, have fallen apart. I don't think that's a too harsh a description. They have fallen apart uh, since the end of the winter break. So uh, it's now a game-by-game basis for Rangers. They will go to Portugal. Uh, if they're knocked out of Europe, it's another body blow. Then they go to Hearts in the Cup. If they get knocked out there, I think it's crisis time for Steven Gerrard. Thank you very much to John in Drimmon Let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard We heard some comments earlier on Very critical of the defending Here's what he had to add after Rangers threw points away in Perth Been times this season where I've stood on the side and thought Fair play, that's a world class strike Or a real good bit of play And you think, oh fair play, hold me hand up But these goals, you know, teams are not cutting us to pieces It's not individual brilliance that is killing us It's us, it's us, it's ourselves We're shooting ourselves in the foot So... It's my job to make sure that that stops as quick as I can, but uh, I feel like I'm playing the same record, certainly since we've come back after Christmas. Yeah, I don't think Thursday's got anything to do with it. This is St Johnson, a real big three points at stake. The lads were incredible for half an hour on, on Thursday night. We still had issues defensively, but with all due respect, you're playing against top-level individual players who are worth a lot of money and they're, they're a good team. Finished top of the group, gone to Molyneux and they've won, so at times you've got to accept that teams will get some joy against you, but... For St Johnson to get the joy they got against us today was just too easy. Get where he's coming from, Gordon, because if you're a manager, you, you can't worry too much about the opposition. You need to look at what you can do. However, there was an element of Rangers shooting themselves in the foot, but I think credit also to Callum Hendry. How well did he do for that first goal for St Johnson today? Yeah, yeah we said it on the show, Gordon, that we seem to concentrate on the bad aspects of the game with the Rangers, but all credit goes to uh, Henry. It was a terrific goal. You know, and it's a it's a very difficult goal as well, and um, I think the second goal he will be really disappointed with Stephen Gerrard. Rangers have got to do better. They've got to be stronger there, um, but they're defending overall. And I know what you're saying about Thursday about the difference of the quality of players. They get cut open so easy on Thursday night, and all credit to him. The last thirty minutes they were absolutely brilliant, turning the tie around. But that game could have been dead and finished. Because the amount of chances Braga missed Yeah well, look, you, you can see what Stephen Gerrard's saying You know he, he gives these players instructions And he, he's saying it's the same record I'm playing It is You know the, But It's frustrating for him in the touchline But again I'll go back to He's the one that puts the players out He knows that Ryan Kent isn't in form He knows that Goldson Isn't in the best form He knows that Katic is having a nightmare so he can influence that He chose not to do that today And it cost his team In other situations You know other games Other situations Of cost his team points Today I think it was glaringly obvious What was happening He changed it in a positive way But he always left himself Vulnerable at the back I thought We're leaving Katic on the pitch And he has to shoulder Some of the responsibility for that I think as, as a manager He always fronts up To be fair to him Most of the time but as frustrating And it's up to him Like he says his words He needs to find a solution Whether that's personnel change Or shape change He has, he needs to find a solution That's why I asked Alex Do you think he'll change the shape Because when he says It's up to me to find a solution He can't sign any more players You know he's He's got the personnel He's got just now 
Is it a change of shape he's required? Derek is a Rangers fan from Sandy Hills How would you sum up your feelings after that today Derek? Well I would have sacked him over a year ago I phoned in about Christmas last year And Alec caught me the Luigi's Rangers fan I was hoping Alec to be on tonight uh, I don't see any progress uh, That people keep telling me And on Wednesday, and Thursday night he used his get out of jail card because if he had been be- beaten heavily at home by Braga on Wednesday and Thursday night, he would have been under severe pressure tonight. And I think he's got away with it because he's called Stephen Gerrard, the same as Alan McCoy's got away with it because he was called Alan McCoy. If this was any other manager, this was a Mark Warburton or a Pedro, they would have been down the road by now. And fans want to look at it. He's not Stephen Gerrard, the football player. He's Stephen Gerrard, the manager. And in my eyes, and his 18 months tender at Rangers, is a failure. Today is a watershed moment for him Because People expected Simply that Rangers do their job Competently At McDermott Park Win the match And hope that Celtic might drop something That was the As I said at the start of the programme Celtic have to tick off the matches One by one Until they get to that match Where they can win the title And it's all over Rangers have to tick off the matches One by one And win all of them while hoping that Celtic slip up somewhere They haven't done that They have fallen apart They have played four games in the league Since the winter break ended In which they have lost a total of 10 points Obviously the manager comes to the forefront Partly because he is called Steven Gerrard It was a high profile appointment And Rangers believed that it was a high profile appointment That would Help them stop Celtic winning 10 in a row Well he didn't stop 8 he, he hasn't stopped 9 And now he has to do something Between now and the end of the season That gives the supporters uh, A higher degree of belief in him And gives the board justification for saying Right he, he can stop 10 He's staying where he is Derek clearly it's not good enough For you and for the Rangers fans And the players I'm sure they would be Hoping the gap was closer But but Rangers are still better than they were Are they not? I mean they, they have still improved Whether it's enough <coughs> Fine But you're saying you, you you know It's a complete failure You don't see Gordon, any progress the the Gordon this is the poorest the league's been In the last 5-10 to ten years But it's not Aberdeen, But Celtic aren't poor though Sorry I, I take Celtic aside He should be beating the rest of the teams in the league And he isn't Because it isn't Celtic He's had the problem Beating He's beating Celtic at Parkhead it's the other rubbish in the league that he can't beat. Aberdeen are, are, are average. See every team that's taking points off Rangers. If you're a betting man, put a tenner on. They don't win the next game. Because Aberdeen didn't win the next game. Uh, Hearts didn't win the next game. Kilmarnock didn't win the next game. Kilmarnock's not won a game since the bet Rangers. Who's St. Johnson playing next? Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, of course Derek, Derek's right on, on individual games, mm-hmm. Gordon. But and, and we do this both ways, you know. We, we we sometimes overreact when things are going well. Do we overreact when when things aren't? Are we now? A st- how have we now arrived at this argument that there's there's no progress? You know, and it's been a complete failure. Because what what were you expecting? Was it was it supposed to be that, that Rangers just overthrew Celtic? Is that not a bit of disrespect to Celtic for getting how strong they've been and, and how strong their foundations were going into to this season? I firmly believe, Gordon, that a lot of well, a big percent of Rangers fans this season thought that. Rangers could go and overturn Celtic and win the league. I really do. Uh, and especially after Christmas, well, 29th of December, and they're sitting two points behind with a game in hand. 
And I think then the Rangers fans thought this was our season. I, 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 do you know something that's refreshing for me? I, I, I like the fact that Derek's come on, and I'm not calling for the Rangers manager's head. Let's be honest about that. I'm not. But he gets he gets an easy ride because of his name. There's no doubt. Any other Rangers manager just now, with the form that's happened after January, and the money that they've spent, and the recruitment, and everybody comes out with this great phrase, well, Rangers are a lot better. Hello? Do me a favour, I've got to be a lot better. Hello? They've, they've signed 30-odd they've <laughs> players right, okay, but, but in you, 18 but, months. But you just said that any other Rangers manager... Would be getting more criticism, right? And and the guys that, that Derek mentions, he said, you know, Kashinia, Warburton. H- how do you? How can you make that comparison? Because those guys never beat Celtic. Those guys didn't qualify for the the later stages of the Europa League. So maybe that's why they got more criticism. Maybe it has nothing to do with the name. How how do we know? Unless you had two guys do, who did achieved they, the exact get, same. Did they get the amount of uh, backing from the board? Did they get the amount of players that Steven Gerrard yeah, been well, given? That, that is did fair, they get the amount of money to sign players at seven million pound and three? So yeah, I, th- I think we need to stop sometimes. And, and Pedro did not too bad. Have, have did look, you see the wages that Carlos Pena yeah, and Eduardo but, but, Herrera got? But have a look at what Steven Gerrard's brought, and he's got a seven million pound player playing like a seven quid player. So sometimes the Rangers manager, and I'm once again, Gordon. I will say this for a record: I like the guy. I really do like, and I hope he does well in Scotland. I think he's great for the Scottish game. But when you're a Rangers manager, you've been given that backing. You've been given that money. You're here to stop Celtic doing nine and ten in a row. And it for me, they're not they're not any closer. Derek, for me, underlines the argument about unique city, unique circumstances. Derek is a West of Scotland dyed-in-the-wool Rangers man who lives in terror of Celtic winning 10 in a row and is subconsciously thinking it's all right for Steven Gerrard he'll go back down to Liverpool or another English club and we'll be left to face the Celtic supporters who might have the bragging rights for the rest of time so that's why unique city, unique circumstances and Steven Gerrard will have to play by the city's rules the city... The half of the city that supports Rangers Tonight does not think he's doing a good enough job Yeah, Stevie Smith The the bigger picture This question of progress And, and how much That will go on and on If we we'll limit ourselves To January Until now Any manager who is in charge of a team That capitulates like that Will come under fire Will get criticism That's fair, isn't it? He certainly will And again, it's we're living a part of the world Where if you're second you're going to get that criticism especially after the position that Rangers put themselves in before the winter break they put in a fantastic performance against Celtic get the three points they were two points behind with a game in hand and then since the winter break their form's been poor um, again the form being poor the results have been poor so no matter if your name's Steven Gerrard or not you're going to come in for some criticism um, and again today was a massive day in terms of the title race with them dropping points so that criticism's only going to get stronger that's Stevie Smith, Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here as well And we're hopefully going to hear from Neil Lennon next The games are over, the talking begins 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Stevie Smith Still waiting to take your calls between now and 6 o'clock Neil Lennon has finished his post-match press conference So stay tuned and we'll give you his thoughts as soon as we get it turned around uh, We'll hear from some of the other big players at Celtic Park as well Like we've been saying Hugh This is the way 
Well football works for a start But Mm. but Glasgow in particular You're always going to focus on the guys That have done something wrong The guys that have slipped up The problem for Steven Gerrard Really Is that he's slipping up at a time When Celtic aren't Yeah And it it just compounds it You asked Just for me to remind you During the break Of just how many games Celtic have played since The winter break And they've won every single one of them Domestically Yeah Eight, Eight league games and two cup ties So That's a a 10 in a row for Celtic there uh, Rangers have dropped 10 points In that time um, I go back to the circumstances of this season It was always going to be this way Steven Gerrard's task was to stop 9 in a row Because The Rangers fans don't want to live through What could be the 10 in a row season And the Celtic fans at the moment Can't wait for it to come along so Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon were always going to be under pressure The pair of them, at the start of the season Neil Lennon's first full season since Brendan Rodgers left for Leicester City Neil Lennon has come through everything And he has shown great maturity and great composure Stephen Gerrard latterly has watched the season fall apart And now he has to go and do a salvage job in terms of the Scottish Cup at Tynecastle, he can't, he cannot go out of that competition at Tynecastle, the bottom club in the league, and he could do himself a an immense favour by completing the job against Braga in the Europa League. But that is one heck of a task when your team defensively has just played as badly as Rangers have today. Yeah, Colin McNeil's on Twitter. We are on Twitter as well as the phones. He says Gerard needs to drop Morelos and Kent for a few games. Both have done nothing since January. Start Jones and Stewart in place of them. Play two up front with Camberry being the main striker. Something needs to change. I agree. Uh but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't uh, drop Morelos. I think he's your goal scorer. You've got to try and play through this Bad spell He's going through A run of form But if he gets a goal That'll get his confidence again but you're, you're, not, right. you're not dropping him forever though Does it not sometimes Just take just you know One afternoon out of the team Just right. to, to give you a wee kick Up the backside And rediscover that goal scoring the, the form pro- The problem with Rangers Just now is The ideal thing If you've got to leave Morelis out You bring Defoe in Because he can get you goals They've not got that luxury So I don't know Where the other goals Are but going to come What about Camberry though I, I, I mean, he's, he's looked good Since he's come Me in. personally I would I like to look at Camberry And uh, Morelis up top today Right I like to look at that I think I would go with that I would definitely Leave Kent out I would I would, I don't know What's up with Ryan Kent I would just Definitely leave him out He's got to change things Where And Mark may Be onto something Is it a change of System Look at Celtic Celtic changed their system 3-5-2 Boom Everything happened for him Great they revert back into a 4-2-3-1 at Aberdeen. So they show that they can play different systems. Rangers are just a basic 4-3-3 team. And everybody knows that. And the substitutions are all the same. So I think he needs something just to spark it again, Gordon. But as far as the league's gone, it's too late for him. Scottish Cup is so important. Well, Tony's on Twitter as well, making an interesting point. He says the goals from Celtic's centre-backs this season, when we have needed them, have been pivotal. Everyone is doing their part Well Ayer comes up with a terrific goal at Pataudry Last Sunday And Ayer kickstarts Celtic today when they're a goal down He gets the equaliser and Celtic go on Uh, Julien uh, won a cup With a goal The Rangers fans will contest it Forevermore However Celtic took the cup back with them to Celtic Park Uh, So they have been 
important to them in that, that attacking sense. Um, and the goalkeeper, of course, has been phenomenal at the same time. So at the moment, everything in Neil Lennon's garden is rosy and Stephen Gerrard needs the gardeners in. <laughs> <laughs> Paul and Kirk and Tillock, give us your assessment of the title race. I can't remember. I don't know if you thought there was one before today or not, but where do things stand now? Yeah, hi Gordon <clears throat> Hi Hugh, hi Mark oh. Hi Gordon Hi uh, <clears throat> I'm not phoning to gloat uh, I'm just phoning To say that Today is just A realism check for everybody I think as well Now It was interesting I heard the uh, The Rangers fan Calling up saying that uh, Stephen Gerrard gets away with it Because of his uh, He's Stephen Gerrard Now for some bizarre reason Neil Lennon gets abuse from a lot of the Celtic fans. Uh, when it comes to Neil Lennon, uh, I remember when they won the Scottish Cup and they get the job, there was people saying that you've ruined my summer. For some reason, Neil Lennon gets abuse because he's Neil Lennon. And it's for a lot of, uh, it was from a lot of my fellow supporters. But I think now they must, people must realise, Celtic, Neil Lennon is as good a manager as we'll get. He's every bit the manager that Brendan Rodgers was. And the squad of players that he's accumulated, every bit is good. The bench that he's got, every bit is good. I just, the day just really hammered at home. Uh, far superior squad, far superior manager. I think there was criticism, Paul, when it was announced that Peter Lawwell had gone to see Neil in the immediate aftermath of the Cup win over Hearts and had offered him the job on a permanent basis. The, the calls that we took that night were staggering. However, it's not like that now. Those who criticise the appointment keep quiet now because how do you criticise a man who in the last 12 months has won all the major trophies? And also, with regard to Europe, Neil has restored Celtic's reputation in that regard, going to Rome and winning, to Rennes, uh, the the fact that he was disappointed not to have beaten Copenhagen midweek in Copenhagen. Um, Brendan Rodgers took a few sore ones in Europe and there's no point in anyone saying, ah, but that was the Champions League. Celtic qualified for the Champions League, took the money for the Champions League, were in the Champions League. Just to be fair though, there, there is a point in people saying that because taking a sore one off PSG or Barcelona is expected. And I don't want to. I don't, I don't think we need to spend the next hour going going back down that road. But th- there is a significant yeah, difference. Yeah, Why yeah. pretend there isn't? Well, because you're in the tournament. I mean, the, you know that. Yeah, but you can If you don't want to play PSG or well, hold Barcelona, on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying you don't want to play them. But you're talking about Neil Lennon taking sore ones. Uh, Brendan Rodgers taking sore ones. Neil Lennon might not. Fair play to him. He might not. But until such times as he comes up against the same opposition, I think it's a, well, a slightly unfair we'll, comparison. We'll, we'll talk about it when he does then. Um, <laughs> but. Are you, uh, say, are you saying me, Hugh that Neil Lennon's doing a better job than what Brendan Rodgers? I, I, but I, 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 Neil I, Lennon's been in the Champions League before, remember? Yeah, previously, yeah. yeah, yeah. Back, so he's, uh, he, you remember that when he left, when Brendan Rodgers left, there were 48 hours to go until Celtic played Hearts at Tynecastle. The league was not over the line. Neil Lennon took on that responsibility, beat Hearts with a, a last minute goal from Odson Edward, and Edward and Neil Lennon have had a terrific 12 months since then. All I'm saying is, Paul's right, there were fans who came on and said things about Neil Lennon that were just unfair. But they're not saying it now. 
Uh, I do believe the vast majority, 99% of the Celtic supporters are completely behind Neil Lennon and he deserves their backing because what more can he do than win trophies? Yeah. Um, Stevie Smith, what do you make of the job Neil Lennon's doing? Because I think everyone accepts they have the they have the best players, they have the most money, but w- we've seen in the past that unless you've got the right guy steering that ship, it, it doesn't always translate that you're going to dominate and Neil Lennon's clearly... Doing a, a very fine job of it at the moment. He is, and the things that you mentioned, it doesn't always guarantee you success. Um, there was a lot of questions asked when he was appointed. Um, I was one of the ones that that probably was asking the questions. Um, but he's handled the situation really well. Um, again, that when you watch them today, you you would think that the top level manager, top level players, are they're changing their shape, they're ta- changing their formation depending on the opponents, whether that's in a European game. Um, and again, he's. He's got players that are playing at the top of their game, at the top end of the pitch in the final third when you've got Edward and Griffiths and you've got Ryan Christie playing those through balls. So, again, you've got to credit him for, for turning it around and changing people's opinions and he's pr- proven everybody wrong. That's that's one thing he has done. Let's hear from the man himself. Here's Neil Lennon's post-match thoughts after the win against Kilmarnock. The performance and the reaction to going to a goal down, which I felt shouldn't have counted because... You know, looked at me at the time and I've seen it again, even my brophy's offside when the ball's played. Our reaction to going to goal down was fantastic and um, we all know how difficult a team Kilmarnock are to break down. So, you know, we did that very well. And then the second half we were outstanding. It's a brilliant performance and it's been a good day for us. There was patience as well, wasn't it? You need patience, yeah, at times. Um, they sort of block the central off and they've got experienced players in there and they do it very well. And they've got two strikers here, a handful as well, so... We had to be mindful of that when we were attacking our concentration at the back had to be good. And in the second half they came out, our, our players came out and were, you know, simply irresistible at times. How much closer to the title did you go today? I don't know. I don't want to talk about titles, I just want to talk about today's game and then, you know, we're looking forward to a big European game on, on Thursday. The title's a million miles away as far as we're concerned. It looked like you're playing with a great freedom though, I mean, it doesn't look like there's pressure on the, on the play. And we're trying not to put pressure on them, you know, and um, just go out and do what they good at, concentrate on our, our own affairs and um, you know, they're doing that very well. I mean, since the turn of the year they've been magnificent. That's ten straight wins domestically since it's flat. What does that say about your, your team in the category? They're very good. You know, they're very good and they've got talent. Uh, I don't want to keep on going on about mentality and stuff like that, but um, they've, got, they've got some outstanding footballers and um, you know, I thought McGregor and Christie were brilliant on Logic. You know, he came in and did a great job for us today. Jozo, who's been really consistent since coming back from long-term injury. And the two strikers scored from close in, which delights me as well. But there's a lot of good stuff out there today, and um, the team as a whole deserve a lot of credit. Paul, on the line, Neil Lennon doesn't want to talk about titles, but you're allowed to, so go on. Yeah, I think if you listen to Neil Lennon, he, he will be talking about titles, I think he knows, but He's that experienced. He's not a wee hothead. Everybody made him out to be the troublemaker. The uh, he'd sent away, uh, he'd sent Timothy Way away and uh, the Cumberry from Hibs. The, the whole thing. He's he's an experienced manager who knows his stuff. Who now is handling the press well. He's doing what Martin and he would done. He's learning off. He, I, I very much think he's Martin and he was his. Uh, kind of figurehead that he would copy other teams should be saying Celtic are the benchmark and then should they come out of it I just think Neil Lennon is just an absolute class act and uh, I'm, I'm delighted he's here just now 
Let's hear from the other manager that's been involved in this. Um, what did you call it again? No, no slacking sun. What was it? No slack Sunday. No, no slack Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, something. Like, I actually think it was better than that when you said it initially. Yeah, no it wasn't slack. no slack. It was. Okay, anyway, Stephen Gerrard is the man I mean he's been speaking to us um, Well, he was speaking to us a couple of hours ago After that game in Perth I'm going to play the same record for you Should be sitting here waxing lyrical about Flo Camberi and, and Joe Aribo uh, And maybe Alfredo if he took his chance But from an attacking point of view, second half Thought we were outstanding But we keep shooting ourselves in the foot by conceding silly, silly goals We forgot the real good, strong basics of defending Cost us on two occasions today and nearly three, only for Alan McGregor to pull a world class save off. So I'm frustrated and concerned with us as defensively because it's happened too many times now. That's Aberdeen, Killy, Braga, Hearts away, St Johnson away too many times for this football club. So I'm going to have to find solutions. Today there did seem to be a real sort of, well, there was nervousness. Mm. The defence really seemed to be on set. Yeah. What would you put that down to? Well, I felt the same. Um, just basically not doing the, the basics of defending well enough. It's difficult to defend that type of defending because it costs the team goals we got off to the worst possible start which can happen from time to time I'm not saying we have to be perfect all the time but it was a silly goal to concede uh, but then we do ever so well to reset ourselves and get back in the game with some absolute quality attack and play Flo's first goals a world class finish and then his bit of skill on the side to get his assist he completely flips the game on his own with individual brilliance and again Joe Rebo stands up and is big for the team puts herself in front and then we have an incredible chance to kill the game off 3-1 yeah, Alfredo misses that obviously because we haven't k- killed the game off you're hoping from the side that there's enough quality and experience to see the game out but again um, the basics of defending we get it wrong a straight ball over the top confusion actually get away with that but then give a set piece away and then don't defend the set piece well enough which is just a simple cross into the box that we um, that we don't defend so it's really frustrating Lots of criticism for Rangers on the phone lines today A bit of criticism for Stephen Gerrard Brian is going to give us his verdict On the Rangers manager He's calling from Lark Hall And we'll speak to him next After they play You have your say 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans in the studio Stevie Smith still at Celtic Park Let's get the thoughts of Brian, who's a Rangers fan from Lark Hall, on the line. Hi, Brian. Hi, Gordon. Hi, panel. Uh, thanks for letting me on. Not a problem. What's uh, on your mind going, tonight? Yeah, before I go on my, my main point, I would just like to say something just for a point of reference. Hmm. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt that Neil Lennon's did everything uh, for Celtic domestically this season, but uh, for a mind you, Celtic were actually in the Champions League qualifiers and they failed to get into that. Uh, and... Quite possibly they'll win the league. In fact, no, no, they will win the league this season. I think they quite possibly is going as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I'm willing to believe that's exactly what will happen again. They'll win the Europa League again next season. Anyway, anyway, if I go to my main point about Stephen, I think when you're second place in this country uh, and the other teams dominating. I think there's a complete overreaction to things. Uh, Stephen Gerrard, there's no doubt that uh, it's certainly going to win the league. They've already won the League Cup. Uh, they may win the treble. Who knows? It's up to Rangers because I think Rangers are the only team that can stop them doing it. Uh, but Stephen Gerrard has done far more. And I know if you're looking at a parochial sense, then 
Stephen Gerrard's brought in to stop Celtic's dominance. And at this moment in time, domestically, their dominance continues. But we have brought in better players. We have beaten Celtic three times since Stephen came in at Parkhead in December, as we know. But even all that, what he's done in Europe, and to be honest, it doesn't really matter how well domestically you do. You're never going to win the kind of money that you will do when you progress in Europe. To get us into the Europa League last season from a standing start was incredible. Uh, but then to follow up this season and be in a far stronger group, to come out of that group and really we could easily have ended winning the group and then get us to the last 32 and then obviously Thursday night and I know in Thursday night for long periods we played very poorly uh, but we managed to win that game and give us a fighting chance to get into the last 16 the money he's made for the club the professionalism he's brought to the club and by the way just because his name's Steven Gerrard doesn't mean he's not going to get criticism he's had a lot of criticism believe you me I mean, I'm on social media every single day. At times, I have to put the phone away because at times I cannot believe the level of criticism. You would accept, though, Brian, I'm sure, and you're right, you couldn't argue Stephen Gerrard has made the club money by the success in the Europa League, but he has been given money. He has been backed quite quite healthily by the Rangers board. Yes, he has. He has. You know, you're not going to bring somebody like him in and, and, and not give him a fighting chance And also I would wish To God Rangers fans would stop coming on And talking about Kashinia And Warburton because uh, it, It's not the same thing uh, They were never going to succeed at Rangers The, the board has to take their, their, their criticism for that Warburton was good in the championship I've said that many times before He was a right man He got us playing really good football but as soon as we went up to the top division, it was never going to work. And Kashinia was just an absolute disaster. Brian. Stephen Gerrard has signed a contract in 2024. Now, I know contracts are paper, and that can change. But really, we can't afford to rip things up again. I still think he's the right man to take us forward. And obviously now we have to... The next two games are absolutely vital. Brian, your your support for the manager is commendable. Um, and yes, he has made a big difference in terms of Europe, but Stephen Gerrard is not here for Europe. And uh, Stephen Gerrard, as you concede, uh, was here to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row. In fairness though, is it not all part of a big picture because Rangers' chances of ever catching Celtic will be boosted by the money they get from succeeding in Europe? So I know what you're saying I know in terms of priorities But can you really separate it And say he's not here for Europe Sure, like all, all feeds into Being part of a successful club Sure But but Rangers, Two seconds Brian But Rangers had First of all To get a tangible domestic achievement The club has not won a major trophy For a decade And they need a tangible domestic achievement And in the part of the world where Brian comes from, one of the great Rangers strongholds in this country, uh, they want 
domestic achievement in the form of an end to Celtic's domination. That is all that matters. Brian? Yeah, well, I've got to be honest with you, Hugh, that's not all that matters. See, be honest, Brian Rice said this a few weeks ago. He said that the gap between Rangers and Celtic has never been huger. Well, he's, he's right in one respect. Both Rangers and Celtic at this moment in time are not at the level that the two teams were at the beginning of their century. And, and they, were, they were miles in front of the rest. But see, the, the rest, a lot of the rest, were good enough on the day to give problems and certainly good enough in cup ties. Yeah, but Brian, Brian, I need you to summarise things. Why is Stephen Gerrard here? Right, can I, can I continue? Just what I'm saying, right? Okay, what Brian Rice was actually alluding to was the standard below Rangers and Celtic is as poor as it's ever been. Now, mm. As far as I'm concerned, I've sat. I don't. I don't go now. Are you sure he wasn't trying to say that Celtic? It was. A, I think it was a compliment, Brian, to, to Celtic and Rangers. It wasn't a criticism of the other teams. Well, I, I, I don't know what's going through Brian Rice's mind. Well, he's the he Hamilton manager, so he's not going to slate his own team and say that no, they no, are. Of course he's not. Of course he's not. Right. I, I don't go to see Rangers anymore because of family reasons. Right. But they're in my heart, and they always will be. And, and I've watched most games this season, and to be honest. At times, the football has been absolutely turgid, turgid. And the difference between Rangers and Celtic at the moment is that Celtic have got match winners at that level and a lot of the clubs are beaten before they actually even go on the pitch. Rangers aren't at that level at this moment. And they've done very, very well. And if you look at the points total, the points total is, is actually comparable where it would be in very, very good Rangers teams. But... It's very difficult to dislodge a team in this country. It's going to be Rangers or Celtic. If they're dominating, you can ask Celtic supporters how they felt in the 90s. And they very, very good teams, far better than the team they've got at this moment in time. But they must going, have been but we're frustrated. going off at all sorts of tangents here. You have to isolate what's going on now. In the wake of the return from Dubai, Celtic have won 10 domestic matches in a row. Rangers have dropped 10 points The Rangers supporters want to know why this is so And they want to know where the club is headed Never mind all the tangents about the 90s And Brian Rice and what he thinks about the league Stephen Gerrard was brought here to stop Celtic Stop them winning championship after championship He has watched his team collapse Since the beginning of January And the Rangers fans want that to stop That's all that matters To the Rangers fans Well but to be fair Brian's a Rangers fan He's telling you That's not the way He sees it So I'm sure there'll be People saying Hugh Keevans doesn't speak For me as a Rangers fan And you would accept that I'm sure as well So everybody's different I, I only speak for me That's mm. quite enough To be going on with. Yeah <laughs> And Brian says there He's quite happy Domestically not to win Anything for any second I, I, I find that astonishing I really do because you're up in the league. You're right with the money, sorry, Gordon. You're right in the fact that it does go hand in hand. But it's well known, if you're a Rangers manager or a Celtic manager, you've got to win silverware to be successful. It's as simple as that. You know when you take the job, that is a task. So far, Stephen Gerrard probably has now got one shot left for, in my opinion, is the Scottish Cup. I could have to agree. I mean... <laughs> It's alright going on about the money that Stephen Gerrard brought in But the guys here are right 
when you're brought in, you know, when Rangers brought Stephen Gerrard in, I'm pretty sure the board, the first thing they said was that we've got to stop this run from Celtic winning every competition they enter. We are the one team that can stop it and you're the guy we're bringing in to do it. I don't think there would have been any risk. Let's build for two, three years and we'll see what happens after nine, ten in a row. Nonsense. He was brought here, like Hugh says, to stop eight in a row, to stop nine in a row and he's not done it at the minute. The big question is, do the Rangers board trust him to try and stop ten in a row? Well, of course, there is a lot of football to be played and the one thing that, that, that Brian is bang on with, we, we do always... Sort of jump to conclusions One way or the other Yeah, You're right But you'd have to wait Till the end of the season Stephen Gerrard might well Win the Scottish Cup And then yeah. that would be That tangible sign That you you allude to Hugh Keevans I think what everyone Can agree on On a day like today We've had lots of Optimistic Rangers fans On Brian Is one of the most Optimistic uh, We've had But even he Accepts that That combination Of results we had today It looks like It's Celtic's title Given the way That Celtic are playing the goals that they are scoring, the confidence that they have, the momentum they have built up, 10 domestic matches since January, 10 wins in league and cup. And given the way Rangers fluctuate between European glory, as it was against Braga, two goals down, 3-2 win, but match that with domestic mediocrity, 10 points dropped since January, you would have to say that Celtic are overwhelming favourites. If Celtic don't win nine in a row now, it would be a calamity in the eyes of the Celtic supporters. Gordon, just sum up the two games briefly. If anyone's just got in their car for some reason or just switched on the radio, they missed quite an afternoon. Yeah, big uh, big day in the title race, Gordon. I think it's now over. Rangers, early game, 2-1 lead, couldn't hang on to it. All credit to St Johnston, kept fighting away, got the point. Celtic, with the fact they went one goal behind, early doors against Kilmarnock at Celtic Park, showed what they're all about and won 3-1. Big, big day in the championship Today, rightly so, Rangers will take criticism For their poor form again But look, it can't be underestimated How good Celtic are You know, to go 10 games And winning them And just being that relentless force Takes some doing The credit, although Rangers get criticism Credit has to go to Neil Lennon and the Celtic players For continuing to go And they're just ticking off the games now That it's mathematically impossible for Rangers to catch them That was Mark Wilson in the studio with Gordon Diel and Hugh Keevans Thanks to the guys for their company this afternoon To the top team around the two grounds as well We always keep the biggest thank you to you For all your calls and tweets and for keeping us company And a big day like today You don't get over that in the space of a couple of hours We're back tomorrow night for you to have your say again At 6 o'clock with Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray And in the meantime stay right there And the UK Chart Show is up next (laughs) 